you will fail. So what? Everybody does. But your gym, your watch, your yoga pants, they pretend you won't. So when you miss a day, eat the pancakes. Give up on a workout? You failed? Seriously, what the hell? We're body. We've been a part of that too, but not anymore. At body, we're rejecting perfection and embracing reality. Not in a pizza Monday kind of way, in a loving your whole life kind of way. In a, this workout is fun and it's okay if I take a week off kind of way. In an, I'm eating healthy and it's okay if I indulge kind of way. In a, I like myself no matter what kind of way. Yeah, you will fail. We all will. But we're not going to let that be the end. You see that? We're already making progress. So let's keep going. We are body. Start your free trial at body.com. That's B O D I dot com. Real moms of Bravo. Real moms of Bravo. Real moms of Bravo. Real moms of Bravo. Hello, it's another day in Housewives Paradise. I know Abby is loving OC, so get ready for another debate of Abby loving it and me being meh. Um, But, you know, let's just get into it. I have to say, Noella is a kind of, I feel like, a villain I've been kind of looking for for a bit. Yes. I mean, we all yep. need a villain. You can't have a housewife that's perfect, right? So they get to this beautiful house in Aspen. I mean, I have to say, this house, like, we've seen some places, and they didn't, <laughs> this looks great. I think about the house in Vail um, for Salt Lake, and I was like, dang, they got the shit under the stick compared to this palace in uh, Aspen. But uh, Noella is being really bratty about the room situation and so cringeworthy that she used her dad's death. My dad just died. So I should get the best room in the house. I mean, I'm mad that I didn't use that excuse more to get better things in life. (laughs) Um, No, I mean, as someone who lost a father um, unexpectedly, I was a little taken back. Like maybe she just has a weird sense of humor, but I kind of was like, Oh wait, I don't think she's joking. Like if it were me, I might've been like, Oh, you know, Maybe the person whose dad just died should get the best room. Ha ha ha. But like, I think she was actually serious, but I completely agree with you. Here's the thing. Noella drives me crazy, but the last couple of seasons, Vicky and Tamara drove me crazy. And we, as soon as they were gone, we missed them. You have to, like you said, you have to have a villain and you have to have someone that like, for some reason, some people are ride or die. I think about Erica Jane. There are people who will always love Erica Jane, no matter what the majority of us love to hate her. And I think that's kind of what Noelle is becoming. And she actually, I hate to say it, but brings a lot to the show. I like felt like this episode, I'm like, okay, Noella, like you are trying very hard, but I actually think you're starting to act more like a housewife. Like I, the whole dad thing made me laugh. I was just like, that's so ridiculous, but that's so housewives. I could see Ramona doing the same thing. A thousand percent. She totally would. And I, I actually think Noella is a good housewife. Like for all the reasons that we discussed, I think she is, she's, um, diabolical. She is selfish. She's willing to be confrontational. She's willing to go head to head with, um, OG like housewives like Heather Dubro. So I do think you need a bit of a flavor of that. And I mean, she says a lot of crazy shit that, 
it's interesting. <laughs> I mean, she's unlike anyone else I've ever met in my life. And maybe that's why I'm just like, oh my God. Um, but it's, it's, it's entertaining TV, whether you loved it, love to love her or love to hate her. I also felt like Jen, Dr. Jen kind of came into her own this episode. I loved the game that they were playing. They're like, tell your embarrassing stories. Um, I don't know. I think most of them were just like telling interesting facts about themselves. Gina was really the only one that told a truly embarrassing story. But Jen's been engaged seven times. She said she would just get into your relationships and they'd get engaged and then she'd call it off. Like as if that's just like what normal people do. I mean, something in the water with the name Jennifer. Jennifer Lopez and Jennifer Armstrong competing for the number of engagements that they have. I just think that's wild. Could you imagine being proposed that many times? I'm like, would you feel surprised every single time or would it lose its charm? It's just very fascinating to me. Yeah. And I also feel like the math doesn't add up though, because if she said she was in like a a bunch of two-year relationships and she was engaged seven times, that would be like 14 years of dating. And unless her first proposal happened when she was like 16, I'm like, well, I felt like you met Ryan. Like I thought she said she was like 25 or 26 when they got engaged. So I think she actually had a lot of quick engagements that she's not telling us about, but yeah, I, I just, I couldn't imagine being engaged seven times. It just sounds exhausting. No, I couldn't agree. Well, I want to kind of play a little bit of this game. Like what's your funny story? Funny or embarrassing? Well, it can be embarrassing. Um, I mean, I think one of my most embarrassing things happened in high school, you know, where you have those moments you just don't think, and you like ask a question and then later you're like, wow, I sound so dumb. We were doing like this, like poetry segment in our high school English class. And I raised my hand and I was like, who's this poet Anon? And they're like, what? And I was like, there was like all these other poets that had their names next to it. I'm like, I keep seeing Anon for a few of them. And like, he's pretty good. And they were like, everyone's looking at me thinking I'm joking. Cause like, I'm usually pretty sarcastic. And I'm like, you guys, what does everyone know Anon, but me, like, is this like Socrates? And they're like, what? And so then I found out it was anonymous and like two people for their uh, senior quote in our high school yearbook, put who's Anon Abby Hewitt. So um, oh that like really, I feel like was one of those moments when they're like, Abby, it's anonymous. I was just like, Oh my God. Like, you know I what though, given now that we're in the day and age of Demois and like keeping things anon, <laughs> like it wasn't socialized right. term at that time. So I got to give you some credit. Um, mine is also like a high school <laughs> story as well. So remember when, you know, we would get our eyebrows waxed, like we used to do that because that was what was in it. Cause was we wanted trend. them like so thin. Oh my yeah. God. It's like so dumb. So I would get my eyebrows waxed and after I get them waxed, my forehead would be like insanely red because it's something I shouldn't have been doing clearly. Like it was like crazy red. So I would do it at the mall. And then afterwards, like my mom and I would like go around and shopping and I saw this like cute boy and he was like staring at me and I was like, Oh my gosh, he's like checking me out. Like I'm like getting a little confident boost. And then I walk into those mirror columns and I was like, Oh my, I had no idea how red I was. So it was very embarrassing. It was embarrassing, but I'm just picturing a young Vanessa, like feeling herself like, yeah, I look good. I got my eyebrows waxed. You guys are checking me out. Yep. Yeah. Well, you guys should DM us some of your embarrassing stories. Um, somewhat appropriate. They could be slightly inappropriate and we'll share some of the good ones. Cause I do think I love hearing those type of stuff more like high school things. Um, I'm sure we all have embarrassing stories of like, mom fails, but I kind of like, like going back to like when we were like young and naive. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay. Let's, let's talk about this 
weird argument that happened at dinner about Noella claiming that Heather slammed someone against the wall during her party. I actually think Noella is kind of making it up, but I heard a rumor that Heather, like when she was like, the cameras are off, we are done. And then she turned to her producer like shortly after and was like, was that good TV? So there's a part of me that's like, well, maybe Noella is being produced to turn this into more than it is as well. But just the whole, like, I'm like, why are we fighting about this? And why are we still talking about the phone call too? Like, why are we still talking about the fact that Shannon called just to say hi, instead of to say, congratulations on your podcast. I don't think Shannon's a great friend necessarily, but like, I think we can let this one go. Let the mouse go. Yeah. I don't believe that Heather pushed anyone. I think if that were truly the case, I don't know why these women would be like so scared of Heather to like not immediately talk about it the next day. Or it just wouldn't just be this like casual thing no one would have said. So that's, well, I kind of agree that it's a little bit made up. Yeah. And then for her to come after Emily and Emily's like, no, I don't fucking lie. Like, and Emily, like, I feel like Emily's pretty fair in terms of like what people will say and not. And yes, she, she did mention she stirs the pot a little bit, but I, I do think she's like level headed and fair. So I don't feel like. Noella, yes, someone may have told her that, but I don't think it actually happened. Yeah. And maybe Emily was sitting there when it was told, but Emily's like, I don't have it. Like I didn't visit, like I didn't see it with my own two eyes. I'm not going to speak on this. I do agree. I think Emily's fair. Like she'll, she tells everyone what everyone's saying behind their back, but she'll also like do it equally to people. Like, I don't feel like she just goes up to Gina's like, this is what, you know, this is what Shannon's saying about you. Like she, there was a and the last scene when she was like the last episode, when she was talking to Shannon, she's like, to be fair, you did say these things about Gina. Like, I think she's kind of like, I think she is a, like, she is equal and equal opportunity should disturb her. I was dying though. When her interview, she was like, I mean, I wouldn't have anything to stir if these people didn't create so much shit. Like, I love that. She kind of like owns her position as a shit disturber and like stirring the pot. I think there's a lot of housewives who try to act like, I don't do that. I like, I think about like Kyle Richards is one who doesn't necessarily deny it either. Like she knows that she kind of like puts a little like kindling near like gasoline and maybe like there's a little spark, but she doesn't light the match. So she doesn't have to take the fall for it. But like, she knows that she kind of is the one that creates these fires. I think Emily realizes now, like, yeah, I do this, but I'm just going to own it. And like, these are the people, the, everyone else is creating all this for me to stir up. I'm not making anything up. Yeah. I mean, and truthfully, Kyle could use a little bit of that Emily energy because I feel like yeah. she tries to like brush it off. Like she did it. Yeah. <laughs> she's not yeah. as, she's not owning it yes. fully as our girl Rena likes to say, but yeah. what do you think of this episode? You enjoyed it. I did. I mean, I feel like this isn't the greatest OC. I will say, and we talked about uh, on our Patreon last week about the new Roni idea of like this legacy and then splitting it and having like a newer, younger, like fresher vibe. I think OC could benefit from that too. And I could see it being like Noella, maybe Gina, Emily, and then bringing back like Heather and Vicky and Tamara and doing like a legacy thing with OC. I could really see that like happening, but all in all, like I'm kind of enjoying this blend of like some of more of like the OGs, old school OC people, the newer ones. And it's just like, I've been saying, it's just like silly. Like there's nothing, even the drama, like between Noella and Heather, I'm like, this is so silly. We're fighting over like what someone claimed they heard versus what they saw. Like, it's just, I don't know. I I like that. It's not as intense 
as New Jersey, where everybody is like <laughs> pissed at each other and whispering like this New Jersey episode. Good Lord. Like, do you think like, I've like, Teresa reminds me of like a roided out person who took like the strongest pre-energy drink. <laughs> you know, you see I those mean, guys at the gym, like, yeah, before she, they even start working out and you're like, Jesus Christ. Oh my like, God. She was like coming in hot. And like, you know, I was actually talking about this with someone. Um, I was talking about this with our friend, Anthony, actually, Abby, but yeah. I feel like Teresa, like we were just talking about New Jersey in general. Like he was basically saying like, whether you agree with them or not, like there's, you don't fully align yourself to every single person. Like you can like Jen Aiden, but also like Margaret as well. Like it doesn't feel so like the lines aren't so deep and cut in the sand, Mm -hmm. but we were talking about Teresa in particularly. And I'm like, God, I I do like fully respect tree tree and everything that she's brought to the show. But I'm like, God damn. Like I would like to, well, I do want to pop her love bubble because Louis like, that's its own thing. But I also just want to see the girl have fun and like just yeah. bullshit. And like, she's so intense. Like her veins were popping out of her neck. It was, yeah, it was too much. And then I kind of hate how she's like, no one's allowed to ask questions, but then turns to Tracy and is like, I mean, people are talking about you being the nanny. And she's like, I wasn't the nanny, but you could ask me about it. Like, I, I kind of feel like. She's like, well, I'm just going to start throwing these daggers at people because no one can throw one at me. It just, it, she's, it's tough watching her right now. I agree. I, I want to see a fun Teresa. I want to see this, like a happy Teresa. She's so in love. She shouldn't have this much anger towards everyone else. I know. She's so ride or die, like to a fault. I will she, say that. It's like bad. Anyways, go ahead. No, I was really proud of Jennifer Aiden in this episode though. I go back and forth with Jennifer quite a bit. Like. At times I love her at times she's infuriating. I think she, but like, I feel like that's a lot of the New Jersey cast. Like even with new March, I love March. We're kind of like ride or die for March and Jackie, but there are things that like March has done and said, where I'm like, Oh, March, no. And um, a little less ride or die with Jennifer. But in this episode, I was really, really proud of her and really happy to see her finally stand up to bill and say like, I'm not over this stuff. I, I pushed it aside. You were wrong. Like you've never really apologized to me. And like, I, like, I don't feel okay. Just like brushing this under the rug again. And I, I don't know. I like appreciate, I was like, I'm really glad to see her kind of open up more and not try to be this. So like scripted calculated housewife. And is kind of like sharing the mess with us and knows that She's going to have to show the good, the bad, the ugly. I'm, I was kind of excited to see that side of her because I think she I'm, tries to really control the narrative. I'm waiting for her to say, I'm a work in progress. Oh, if she <laughs> says that, though, I will lose all respect for her because I feel like Jax has said that for, you know, how many years? And I feel like everyone says Ramona that. Ramona has said it. Ramona. No, but it's just yeah. like funny to me. But no, I think Jennifer to me seems like a flawed human, but I feel like she owns up to her flaws. I mean, it takes a little bit of time to get there, but she kind of owns it a little bit. Um, I also just think she's an amazing mom and it sucks to see someone like hurting like that. Like whether you're ride or die for them or not, it just sucks to like see someone who this affair happened 10 years ago and she's still like, it feels like it happened yesterday. Yeah. And yes, like Margaret brought it to the surface and we can go all day about the manner that Margaret brought it up. But I think we can say like, I'm glad that she's actually processing this and dealing with mm-hmm. it and not just bearing it down. Yeah, I agree. I also thought like, maybe this is why I appreciated OC. This was a heavy New Jersey episode. We have this affair and seeing like 
just how hard it is to be the victim of it. And the fact that like, you know, like for Jennifer, it's like this roller coaster where she blames herself. She's mad at Bill. Like she doesn't know if they're going to make it. She's questioning their future, but she loves him and she loves her kids. Like it's so like complex. And then we go from that to Jackie's just like struggle with her eating disorder. And it was just really, I think she said that she's done a good job of acting like she wasn't anorexic. And it was really hard to like realize that like for the past three years, we've been watching her on the show and she has just been so consumed by like controlling her calories. And like when she said to Evan, I think we need to throw away my measuring spoons. And he's like, Oh, we've got thousands of them. I know. Like, I'm just thinking like, like if I'm going to eat like rice, I don't measure out half a cup. I kind of like eyeball it, you know, and I just eat it and I enjoy it. And it made me sad. I'm like, she's probably out there measuring like a third of a cup knows how many calories it is. Like she's yeah. measuring like one teaspoon of ketchup for her hamburger. Like those type of, it just like makes me kind of like sad to know that it's like controlled her life so much. Oh and my I God. That, Absolutely. Yeah. Like it's heartbreaking. When she said she hadn't eaten ice cream in like what, 20 years. Oh, I know. I was like, wow. Like honestly talking about it gives me goosebumps because of, you know, I, I've, had people in my life and not that I, anyone that I've been super, super close to, but I've known people who've like struggled with eating disorders and whatnot. And it's one of those things, like, I feel like as women, you kind of know if someone's struggling, mm-hmm. but it's, there's yeah. so, so much sensitivity in terms of how you approach it. But just hearing from her perspective on how much it controls her truly, it is just very, it's very sad. And I'm yeah. glad that she's at a place to where not only is she talking about it, but she's sharing her journey along the way. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, there's some bravery that comes with that. Oh, for sure. And like, I was just so sad too, when she asked Evan, like, you know, I'm probably going to gain weight. It, like, will you still love me? Like I, the whole, it just made me so sad. Cause I think it's like, it's just consumed her life. And even the ice cream part, this is so dumb. But my first thought was like, oh my God, like she hasn't taken her kids to get ice cream just to have like a fun day. Like I've yeah. done that a couple of times and it's like, they get so excited. And I think like we go and sit at like, you know, there's different places like in Can- and St. Louis and I'm sure Kansas City is no different, but like you sit like either like on, like you pop the trunk of your car and you sit, you know, like in the trunk or there's like a little like picnic bench and you just sit there and you get to be so present with your kids while they're enjoying ice cream. And I think like how heartbreaking she hasn't had that moment and her kids are in their teens. Like this oh isn't my God. like, yeah, you know, she's like missed that. It's just really sad. I also, I mean, I hope with like therapy and stuff, but for her to like in all this time think she was hiding things perfectly from her children. And like when Evan kind of brought up to her, like her children like notice everything. Mm-hmm. Like I I hope that she's getting more than just one ice cream cone with her kids. Um, yeah. So any yeah, it was a little bit of a heavy jersey with some, yeah. some intensity. It was kind of all over the map, but um, we do know <laughs> that they filmed the reunion yesterday and we'll hit on that on our Patreon. Yeah. It was a long day. Um, I will say too, the softball tournament was fun. I guess I appreciated that. Oh but yeah. Like there was so, so much that went on that I was just like, Oh my God. Like, I'm not like, I feel like it was like just so many other things that happened in pop culture this week. It was kind of like an emotionally draining couple of days. And so I was like, Oh, at least we're ending it on a fun note with this softball game that was for charity. Um, and it was humorous watching them all try and try to play. Oh my God. I honestly, like I'm pretty, you and I are both pretty competitive, especially you. Um, and I wouldn't call myself like a good softball player by any means, but I at least know like that it's a a home run and not a touchdown. Uh, but I would go batshit crazy playing with those women. Like it would drive me nuts. 
Oh, even yeah. though I'm not even that great, but I would just be so annoyed by like the lack of effort or not knowing what you're doing and all oh, of it. Yeah. It, yeah. I would have gone crazy. Um, it did remind me though, I pre-kids um, with a friend of ours that me and um, Vanessa share, um, we did this like charity softball tournament and our friend's dad like came in and coached us and like it was, we were not that great, but it was really, really fun. Um, and so like, I, I think those things are, can be really fun, but it's also kind of infuriating because there are people that are like really bad. I was one of them. So I was like, don't play me. I just want to watch. Like, I don't want to be the reason why we lose. Oh, I'm um, always like the catcher. I'm like, I'll be the catcher. Yeah. That was uh, my role. Yeah. Or like left, like left field or right field. Like one of those, like those were my positions. Kyle always like would get me to play in like the co-ed softball leagues. And I was like, son of a bitch, I'll do it. But I was into it. I did a a place I worked for. We had like fun batter up songs. Like I got into like the drama of that. Yeah, Like that was fun. So anyways, but that was a good note. And then freaking that Tiki Barber catch. I was like, what an athlete. So my husband had a catch like that. I had like a couple people text me like, this reminded me of when Kevin caught the ball at that softball tournament I was talking about. Like jokes that he was like this tornado because like our fields clearly weren't as nice as the one they have. And so it was like all this dust. Like he like rolled around and created this like dust bowl. And then he like stood up with the ball and we all cheered. But like those moments, I, I love that. That was such a great like way to go Tiki. I would have expected that from him. Just oh, knowing. Yeah. I mean, but yeah, yeah, he is a professional athlete, um, even though it's football, but I'm sure he played baseball growing up. Um, actually, I know he did because there's a really cute story about he and his brother. There's a book about the Barber brothers. If you, if I'll, <laughs> I'll link to it. Some random info. <laughs> well, I'll link to it. Cause it's really cute. Um, and also, uh, for those who are, you know, parents of color and you're trying to find more books about people of color, it's a really sweet story about the Tiki brothers and, you know, because they are both black. Um, I know sometimes it's hard to find those stories. So I'll link to that later, but yeah, there's some random knowledge for you. Um, let's transition to summer house though. I felt so uncomfortable watching hubs and Luciano, like Full on have sex. I mean, yeah. Like we saw the humping and all, but the get moaning. it, girl. Luciano to me was like an Argentinian um Andrea. <laughs> That's what I was wondering. I'm like, I need to know more about like, is this like, yeah, we've got the Italian stallion and now we've got a Latin lover in the house. I'm loving it. Yeah, but I mean, I think what I love about Lindsay, at least in that particular situation, she knew what it, that was. Like, yeah, it was but, very like we're hooking up. She wanted to get some and then that was it. And like, he's like saying, I'm going back to Argentina in a couple of weeks. Like it wasn't any more than that. Yeah. yeah. And she was completely fine with it. She's like, oh, great. Have a wonderful trip. She just wanted to, you know, get some dick. Good for her. It's her birthday. It was completely just a one night stand with a guy that um, she said in like other like interviews about it. Like she had been seeing him around the Hamptons and she thought she was hot. She shot her shot. Got it. Good for her. Uh this episode, I was so disappointed in so many things though. Okay. So then we have Kyle who decides to talk about the prenup, um, two months before they're getting married. I completely agree with Amanda. You had three years to bring this up and you're bringing it up in the final couple of months. However, that being said, I'm curious, like you let us know your thoughts. I'm, and I'm curious for your thoughts. I'm team get the prenup to protect the businesses he's created. A thousand percent. I will also say the counter argument, and I saw someone make this argument on the internet somewhere, but the counter argument is that she also had Kyle sign a contract on a piece of paper that they will move forward with her wedding. Oh yeah. True. So she's, you know, she's down for the contracts. Yeah. So it's just kind of like, okay, you both like in the way you've approached both things, you probably could have done it in a more timely manner. Um, and 
But uh, yeah, I just like, just get the damn prenup. Like just do it. I just think like I personally, and I don't even have like a ton of assets or something, but I think if I were in that position or a public figure of some kind, I definitely would just to protect yourself. And you don't go into marriage thinking you're going to break up, but I just feel like it would just, I would sleep better, have a better conscience knowing that that stuff is clean. Cause I feel like it's a bigger nightmare if you don't. Yeah. I kind of look at it as like, we love each other so much that we don't want it to become an ugly divorce. So we're just going to get it cleaned up now. Uh, if it not saying it's going to come to that, but you know, just like, let's just be a little bit in case it comes to that type of thing. I also kind of wish that like maybe other people, like I'm sure if Craig and Paige get, you know, engaged and get married, there will be a prenup. I think anyone who creates their own businesses or has like really, or even people coming from like generational wealth, like let's say, you know, Shep, you know, proposes to his girlfriend gets married. You better believe there's going to be a prenup. Like she's not going to have access to all of the like millions and millions of dollars that his family has no matter what. Um, so I kind of wish some other people, like, I wish like Craig maybe would have come forward or even Austin, although he's probably like, I don't know if his beer company is even worth having a prenup over, but yeah, who knows? But anyway, I, um, okay. Let's get into this fight. I will start off by saying my biggest disappointment. The entire episode was Paige, the way she behaved. I get a little bit of maybe firing C like Sierra up because I think it's like, you know what? Lindsay's come for me before. This is a great way to not get my hands dirty. But when she was like, you just go off on that bitch. And then as it was happening, her face, like she was so happy that this was happening. And then it like, when it turned physical, you see like her face as like Sierra's throwing the wine glass. She doesn't look shocked. She has like this grin as if she is like truly enjoying what's happening. It was a wild situation. I mean, first off, Andrea, that party, like the intentions of that party and like talking about love and like what you look for, for love. Like it was like so sweet and like just seeing him get so emotional, like there's nothing sexier than a man who's like in touch with his emotions, but for Sierra to just kind of go off, like go on and on and on at Lindsay. I love that Lindsay like was like, okay, I don't, I don't care. I don't think about you or I don't know if she said those exact words, but that's the gist of that she was getting. But yeah, I, I understand like siding with your friends. I would, you know, if this were you and me and you were going to get in fight with another friend and I was like, yeah, you need to put them in your place. Like, I, I kind of get where Paige is coming from, but she also like might have re- could have reined her in a little bit. I think she could have been like Sierra, like she could have yeah. reined her in a bit. Like that's well. And then when it turned to Danielle, I think if I were Paige, I've been like, whoa, okay, let's like let's take a step back. This is getting like this really should just be between Lindsay and. Sierra, like, let's let the two of them talk it out or something. I don't, yeah, I was just really disappointed. And then like, I love that the only people that like really even like cared for Andrea were Luke and Amanda, like everyone yeah. else was just like, oh yeah, he's like literally having a breakdown. He talked about it on our podcast. He's like, you'll see me fall apart. I have a breakdown on the, um, like this, some, like this season because I get so homesick. I, they thought I ruined it with this girl who we come to find out they end up are together. They're together now. So there's a bit of a happy ending, but like, I mean, you could just see it in his face. This is more than just somebody who's like having a bad day. Like, oh my, like, you know what? If I were him, I would have gone like almost Teresa Judice and like slammed on the table. I've been like, you fucks. Like I'm here to talk yeah. about love and I'm crying. And this is what you guys are doing. Yeah. I mean, that's not him and his nature at all, but 
would have been great television, wouldn't it? Uh, but <laughs> I just, I wish like if Paige or anyone, I wish anyone would have stopped them and said, listen, Andrea is like crying, like stop. Yeah. I completely agree. Um, and then we're going to get the kind of continuation of this fight. I, I mean, you can tell from interviews, Danielle and Sierra have not resolved anything. I cannot wait for this reunion that is filming right now as we speak. I have a feeling there will be a lot of um, heated conversations with, I mean, I can't think, I think really the only person who probably won't be in the middle of anything with other people is Amanda. It'll probably just be Amanda and Kyle talking about their relationship, but knowing now that they're both married, I don't see them getting in a fight on the reunion, but like everyone else is angry with each other. It's going to be a long day. I I cannot wait. I feel like I'm going to have all the popcorn around it. So you and I were debating on whether or not Craig and Austin would be there. So they, I know they had a show for their podcast last night in Boston. So if they're filming in New York, they're close enough. So I'm curious to see if they like make an appearance or not. I, I don't know. Cause like p- potentially like a little like blip, um, I could see Craig. I don't know if they're going to offer Austin the chance to like defend himself because he isn't, you know, part of the show. He came on as a guest. And I also feel like they kind of want some of this to flow into winter house, um, which yeah. is already, you know, obviously already, um, filmed and wrapped, but I'm looking at his stories and he just landed in LaGuardia. Oh, yep. About 28 minutes ago. So So, yeah, he's going to be there. I mean, he makes sense. They're like the focal point. He's like the entire drama. Like I I, I feel like, and they haven't even tackled winter house. So to me, it makes sense. Yeah. So Austin hasn't posted anything, but he's on the flight with them. I I kind of almost rather Austin not be, because I just, like I said, I don't want to give him a chance really to defend himself. And I think like, I hope that like, at the end, Lindsay and Sierra come to the conclusion, like he's a loser and they're better off without him. Um, I, I could handle maybe Craig a little bit, but there's also part of me that's like, I just want to keep this, this about just the summer house group. And then like, let's let the winter house team, like figure out the rest of that drama. But it sounds like they'll be on there. I'm excited for it personally. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Well, let's get to the best part of our show where we're never prepared, but Abby, who is your shout out this week? I am giving all of my, sh- my shout outs to all the first time moms out there, um, our moms to be, we had a funny conversation with Lucy on the ground. We shared some of it to our stories, but she was sharing on her stories, like Googling, <laughs> Googling, um, cra- pain in her crotch. Um, and then learned it was lightning crotch and was like, no one's told me about this. And then Vanessa texted her was like, do you know, you're going to probably poop when you deliver, um, to our male listeners. I'm sure you're disgusted by this, but (laughs) anyway, I would just say that it just made me laugh and it made me forget like going through this for the third time, like all the things you don't know the first time around. Um, and I will say to all you like moms who are pregnant, expecting your first, when you get annoyed that people didn't tell you everything, it's also really hard being like a second and third time mom, not to like overwhelm people with the information. It's like, you want to tell them everything, but you don't want to scare them. And you also don't want them unprepared, but you like, don't want them to think like, just because something was terrible for you will be terrible for them. It's like this hard, like balance between like helping like a friend know what's going to happen, but also not like terrifying them. So I just want to give a shout out to all of the, um, first time, uh, moms and moms to be out there. Oh, that's so sweet. And honestly, it's everything. Some, not everything happens to everyone either. 
that, like yeah. the carpal tunnel I never had with my first and you never experienced that, but I had it with my yeah. second. So it, that's motherhood. such a gift of surprises. Yeah. Um, I'm going to give my shout out to Oscar winner, Ariana DeBose. She was the first Afro Latina and also, um, person, a queer person to win an Oscar. And I just loved her speech and how she basically was like, I never would have thought in a million years, like me, like Afro-Latina, openly queer, like just sharing all that. I just, despite what that night ended up being, um, that was a moment that was really touching. And I think about like when I was a little girl and if I would have saw that, like how much that would have meant to me. And it means so much to me now as an adult. So that's who my shout out goes to. And I still need to see West Side Story. I feel bad that I haven't seen it, but I, I need to see either. it. I, there's so many movies I need to see. I know. Um, it's like, God. And anything over 90 minutes, I'm like, ugh, it's like a commitment. I, it really is. And it's funny because, like, people joke. There's memes about it. It's like, oh, like, here's a three-hour movie. It's like, oh, God, I don't have time for that. No. I'm like, okay, don't. well, here's nine one-hour episodes. It's like, oh, sign me up. I can't wait. Like, no, it, yeah, you're right. That was like but I need it. Bridgerton. Yeah, it's like I need it in snippets. Um, but yeah, uh, well, I still need spe- to watch it. Well, we will talk about that when you're done. But speaking yeah. of uh, things that <laughs> take some time, this won't take you three hours. It just will take you 60 <laughs> seconds. Please, please, please leave us a five-star rating or a kind written review. We love seeing them. We text them all the time to each other. It truly makes us our day and keeps us motivated in doing this for you. Um, and then if you're feeling like extra generous and want to skip your Starbucks for the week or month, um, I just surely, it's probably just the day <laughs> I was going to say probably more like the day, um, join our Patreon for $3 a month. We'll give you some hot takes and, um, on things all related to pop, pop culture and things happening in the Bravo sphere that aren't directly related to the shows themselves. So thank you so much for your support and listening and we'll catch you next week. Hi, I'm Allie Raisman. I've been living with migraine for a while. As an athlete and gymnast, I was taught to just power through the pain. Now I use Ubrelvi or Ubrojapan to treat my migraine attacks. As soon as I feel a migraine attack, I take Ubrelvi, which provides me with quick relief. Once I get relief, I go on with my day. I'm partnering with Ubrelvi to share my migraine story. Ubrelvi quickly stops migraine in its tracks within two hours without worrying where you are. Most people had quick pain relief within two hours. Ubrelvi treats migraine attacks in adults and is not for prevention. It's available by prescription only. Do not take Ubrelvi with strong CYP3A4 inhibitors. Tell your healthcare provider about all the medicines you take. Most common side effects are nausea and tiredness. My hope is that by sharing my migraine story and the relief I get from Ubrelvi, it can help someone else. Ask your doctor about Ubrelvi, the anytime, anywhere migraine medicine. Learn more at ubrelvy.com or call 844-4-U-B-R-E-L-V-Y. Sponsored by AbbVie.